was. But I think I think that's it. Yeah. But we're actually on location today with Melissa and Penny from Saucy Song. Nailed it. Yes. Did I get it right? You nailed you it. France. Yeah. Yeah. You, can I tell you something real, real fast? Lean this way. Don't, don't look at your face. Yeah, I know. The windscreen really kind of fucks shit up. But the thing is, like, when, uh, when I was growing up, like, I remember, my last name is Garitano, right? So that's, my, my grandfather came from Calabria in Italy, and that's what I always gravitated toward, right? And as I grew up, I, I, I started to have this, like, disdain of the French, right? We bailed them out of, we bailed them out of Korea. We bailed them out of World War II. So I was like, oh, the French, right? Waving your fist at them. So then I did the DNA test, Ancestry.com, and the majority of the DNA that came back from my spit was French. Yup. You hate I, yourself. Yeah, right? And I was, and I knew, I knew my grandmother <laughs> was French-Canadian, but I didn't realize how much French DNA I, I had actually kept. That was weird to me. I've always kind of suspected you were part French. What? Based There's on just what? something about you that people don't like. Is it the kissing? <laughs> it is the kissing. Yeah. You insist on saying hello. With a nice French kiss. Yeah. So <laughs> I, it, I think that'd be one for sure. Doesn't everybody do that? No. Oh. Hmm. Well, that explains why we almost got kicked out of here. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we are super excited to be here. Um, and just kind of, we want everybody who knows about you and has read about you and here in Cleveland to get to hear you and hear more about other things, right? Things that interest you, things that like are funny to you, things that like didn't come up in interviews and we can go off on tangents or whatever. But, um, I let a, I read a lot of stuff about you guys. I didn't realize, you know, how much had been written about the two of you and Saucy Song and the evolution of it. We've been really fortunate. I mean, it seems like since we broke ground, uh, we just celebrated five years, uh, a little bit after December, December of this year, we celebrated five years. So we've been super fortunate to like get so much press and really positive press too, where people are apparently were interesting, um, be it that you guys are standing here with us right now. People want to hear what we have to say, which is pretty cool. So as we're kind of doing this, I'm looking at the picture from one of the articles. That's actually the article that was originally sent to me. Uh, Patrick sent it to me and said, hey, I just sent these two women a message. And this is probably the one we're going to post when we're actually teasing this out because I love the photo. The photo reminds awesome. me. Yeah, it reminds me of like a Penny Dreadful kind of like vibe, which I loved. Um, so that's kind of what brought me into it, then reading the article and all the different things that go into it is, is a big reason why. I mean, we've been excited about this for two, three weeks, I think is when we originally emailed. And you guys got back to us pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. And you said something to us when we were, because uh, I don't know, sometimes you see the amount of followers or how much exposure someone's had. You're not sure if they're going to be like, nah, we're good, tiny podcast. <laughs> no way. You guys were not like that at all. You're like, no. I mean, no, you I go, mean, like you... I said to you when you walked in, like it's, we've been fortunate, but we also don't say no to people that want to talk to us about what we're doing and why we're doing it and maybe find out some weird facts about our personal lives or us personally or whatever, silly things or, you know, it's like the more that we say yes, I feel like the more that we've gotten good press. Like it's just continued to follow and it, I guess we are kind of interesting. I don't know. I'm like, whatever. We've known each other for a long time. And like, we feel like we're just kind of like average broads, like whatever, I, you know? And you know what? Um, you know, I, th well, I think we'll get into more of it, but I, it's funny that you're like, oh, you know, maybe we're just average people, but like not average people, not many average people get to do what they want to do and love to do and get to be successful at it. 
with their friends. Yeah, exactly. Totally, absolutely. 100%. I mean, I think you, you hope that, right? When you're a kid, you're like, I'm going to have the best job ever, and it's going to be so cool, and I'm going to make lots of money, and then reality sets in, and you, know, you don't have the best job ever, and sometimes you just have to make a leap, and you know, fortunate enough, there were enough people who supported us and kept us like pushing us, so we've got a great support system like outside of here, but then also the community of which we built that were like, no, you can do this. And even on the days where we're like, F this, we're flipping tables, we can't do this. They're like, get your ass back in there and make some sausage. And you're like, oh, okay, I, we got this. Oh, yeah, that's what we do. So what <laughs> was kind of, I, I know we'll probably talk, and I want to get into a little bit in terms of like how you two actually met, how long you've known each other. So actually, let's start there. Then I want to kind of get into Ooh, what was the turning point for you. Such a good story. Oh, such a, such a crazy. Um, all right, so uh, I'm from Cleveland, uh, born and raised when I graduated high school. Cleveland's food scene was pretty low-key, like wasn't really going a whole lot of places. I mean, Karen Smalls was in and Parker and like there was things going on, but like it, it wasn't a thing, right? So I fled. I went anywhere south, basically anywhere it didn't snow. I was like, bye. <laughs> um, and spent time in Virginia and Atlanta and then Orlando. And that's actually where her and I met. Um, and then moved back to Cleveland back in 2009. And it was cool because... I was so enthralled with what I was doing in my career and in the cities that I lived in, I didn't really keep up with Cleveland. Like my, at that point, my mom was like, no, I'm coming to you to visit. It's warm down there. So I really rarely came home. Um, and it was cool because Cleveland had been doing a lot of really cool stuff while I was gone. And so I got to rediscover a city that I knew as a teenager, now as an adult, so that man, I could go places and have good cocktails and do all these cool things. But also just to see the growth that was happening and it was rad and that that was cool to be like, I'm home and this is now my city again. That's actually an, an incredibly interesting perspective. And, and one of the things that I found when I was researching the two of you, I couldn't find anything that specifically said you had hailed from Cleveland. Like, I remember I, I came across an article or it mentioned you used to, and I just put it together, right? It said you used to go with your family to Medina and, you know, do your, you know, shopping or whatever. Mm -hmm. I, I couldn't remember exactly what it was. Um, but it's interesting to have been able to leave and come back and see the change in this city. Yeah, huge. I mean, you know, I was living in major metropolitan cities. I mean, Atlanta is like one of the best cities. I think we could learn a lot. Like, public transportation is amazing compared to Cleveland. But like, you know, the, just to see where we were coming from to not even realize that, you know, we are always going to be a steak and potato town. We're always going to be, you know, blue, blue collar, collar workers. Rust. Yeah. And I love that about this town. And I love like that it's greedy and people are like, no, damn it. Like we're going to do what we do and it's great. Um, but we kind of just refined it a little bit. It got a little polished. I think it's the best way to put it too. Cause I mean, I went to college up here, uh, moved back home, came back up here a couple years ago. It's very different than when I was in college. Uh, versus that, and you just touch on a couple things. You refined it. It's not different. No. Uh, it's not different really at all. I think it just actually it's got its cool little pockets, different little parts and cities. Like I mean, if you look at like where you are right now in Slavic Village, uh, the different little outskirt areas outside of just outside of downtown. You know, like the Lakewoods, the Ohio cities, Battery Parks, and Tremonts. It's it's really kind of beefed those little areas up, and of course little parts of downtown too. But it's still isn't like a huge metropolitan like New York elbow to elbow, which yeah. I like. Which I love. It's super yeah. bad though because there's so much, so many amenities like a big city. Yeah. Like I'm not from here. I'm a reverse migrator. I came California from San girl. Diego. Yeah. Uh, so we met in Florida. 
she and I both left Orlando around the same time. We like gave notice within a few weeks of each other at the restaurant that we were at. And there's a really funny story about how we met at that restaurant. Um, I'm just going to tell it to you now. Yeah, please do. So <laughs> she I went assumed to, you were going to just, she, and, but I'm, I'm just going to hold on to that one until right. later. I got a great story, so, but I'm not going to tell But I'm not telling yeah. you. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you because whatever. Um, so I was trailing. I went down to Orlando to trail. It was a JW Marriott property. Um, the restaurant was primo. What is trailing? Code. I'm sorry. Uh, like stage where you go work for free. So okay. they see you work, you see how they work, and then you kind of make an assessment of each other. So it's like you might get the job offer and be like, uh, that chef was a lunatic and her staff's insane. Like there's no way. Instead, I was like, oh, my God, I want to work for this woman. Like knowing. Okay, so I graduated. The is that end Kathleen of, Blake, by the way? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I graduated the last class in December from New York in Hyde Park at the Culinary Institute. So this is a few months before. It's like October, and I'm in freaking Hyde Park, New York, freezing my ass off. And I'm like, fuck, yeah, I want to go down to Orlando for the weekend. Sweet. But more so because I wanted to work for Melissa Kelly, whose original restaurant's in Rockland, Maine. Well, she closes her season, like, right after New Year's. Like, they slow down, and then they close for a few months, and then they reopen. Then I did research when I found out that she had, like, an offshoot and that Kathleen Blake was her frickin' chef de cuisine. I like lost my fucking mind. This woman had worked for Nora Poulon in DC for like eight or nine years. Nora opened the first certified organic restaurant in the United States. And she is off her rocker, straight crazy. But Kathleen, like I'd read so much about her and like knew that she traveled and like she left Iowa when she was a kid and like went to San Francisco when she was like 17 and went to like the community college for culinary arts there and she worked for like all these fucking badass women and I was like oh my god these two broads are like running a place together this is fucking crazy so I show up and this is like the world's worst thing when you're a line cook when the chef comes up to you and you're like getting your shit together and figuring out that the entire menu's changed at night and you have to reprep everything and you want to fucking kill yourself that you also have someone there to stage with you you're like oh cool so some total jackass that's never been in this restaurant before is going to stand next to me and probably mouth breathe and not be able to do anything but be in my fucking way. So she's granted... I don't know why mouth breathing is the best thing about this. Because you're a mouth breather. You just know it. Continue. So poor Melissa is granted me and that's what she's thinking for sure. I mean, that's what everyone thinks. You're like, oh God. You're like, it's some you know, like wannabe Bobby Flay or something that like thinks they're going to go to culinary school, trail at a couple restaurants and like end up on the Food Network, but they're like a bumbling fool and they're going to cut two of their fingers off. <laughs> so let me just uh, reinforce the fact that this is a restaurant inside of a hotel. So we're on yeah. the mezzanine level and if right above us is hotel rooms. Okay. So it's like, you know, super busy night. There's like 5 billion people in the PDR plus the pl- place is booked all PDR. Private dining room. Okay. <laughs> and it's an open kitchen. Yes. Yeah. And it's an open kitchen. Totally open so. line. We do wear these ridiculous headsets. Uh-huh. We're all boys. Everyone's all dressed back. in white. Well, we were wearing white chef coats and like beige pants, but in these stupid skull caps. Anyways, we're like getting through dinner service and like she's having me do a little bit of stuff and I'm like helping her plate, but basically I'm just trying to stay the fuck out of her way because I've done this before and I know either the person that you're doing it with is going to give you something to do and hope to God that you are not so special that you can actually execute what they're asking for or they're just going to be like okay cool you can watch this part now like don't touch the tongs like I got this like <laughs> I, this is my fucking grill all of a sudden water starts dripping from above us and P.S. it's an open kitchen right so the diners are right out in front of us like we can reach out and almost touch them 
and I'm like, oh my god, like I'm just looking at this water, and she's like in the middle of a huge fire. Like there is tickets, they're firing all this food, like it's and they're ready to plate. It's fucking crazy. I'd seen these like lids that she took off her station that like went over the top of it. So I like sneak past the guy on hot apps and grab these lids and like set them kind of cocked so she could still get to some of her mise en place. And I like look around for something and there's an eight quart container, a Cambro, and I'm holding it up over my head. P.S. I'm facing the dining room, catching this water. <laughs> Standing on top of the cooler. You. Standing on top of the cooler that okay. has all of her mise en place. And I'm plating in between her legs. So <laughs> she finishes plating like that fire and then I turned around. So like you all can just look at my ass while I hold this bucket because this is really awkward as hell. Like I don't know where to look. Should I just close my eyes? Like, am I dreaming? Like, what's happening? So, get through dinner service. Security tells the chef that someone fell asleep in a bathrobe in their fucking hotel room with the goddamn bathtub running. They were drunk. Probably. Yeah, probably. Probably. No doubt. It's, it's Orlando. Everyone's drunk. Yeah. Um, so we have a lot of theories about Florida, by the way. Oh, we lived there for some time, so all we can positive. give you all the theories. None, mm. all none, positive. none positive. None. none positive. There's not very much to be positive about. Oh, There's shit. some. Slimmers. How did, Slimmers. How did, how did you, you, you move there? Yeah. No one does that. Not, um, I mean, prior to 70, no one does that. It was, it was really just a, on the whim. Like, I was getting done with culinary school in Virginia, and I didn't have a whole lot of, like, plans. And Marriott was, so I went to Johnson & Wales in Norfolk, Virginia. For and that, we should cut each other. Like okay. rival culinary schools. Um, do you have I, football teams? Do you have mascots? No, what are your mascots? We, we actually had a mascot. We had a mascot at JWU. What we didn't because we were a so elite. We didn't have a, a fucking mascot. Bobcat. What do you got? What are you like? The armadillos or something? No, we didn't <laughs> have a mascot because we're so fucking it's, it's a elitist. Fucks we wouldn't have known that, that you could have made up a mascot. They're the bobcats. Whatever, dude. I don't understand why you would have a ba- uh, mascot. Yeah, let's ask like, her. <laughs> as a culinary school, I don't know. I had no idea behind it. I mean, they were, full, they were a full, they were a full-fledged university. So, like, they did oh, offer at gotcha, some of their, gotcha, gotcha. like, some of their other campuses. You could be involved in sports and stuff like that. But the campus that I went to was really, really small. Whatever. Um, Prior to that, I was a lumberjack. I got a bachelor's degree from Northern Arizona University in Flagstaff, and they were the fucking lumberjack Louie was our mascot. I want to hear. Oh, oh! I thought you meant you were a lumberjack by trade. <laughs> that would have been way cooler. Well, there's a book out. Yeah, that's what I was. I like. thought you were gonna say I, I majored in lumberjack. You go I really to, no, I majored in international hospitality management. It's not quite as exciting. It's lumberjack. She's a lady jack. Whatever. And so I, I had no plans really after culinary school. I was like, oh, I'll maybe move back home. Maybe I'll, I, I just didn't know. And like a couple weeks before we actually graduated, Marriott was on campus and they were doing like a career fair and they had this really beautiful re- rendering. It wasn't even fully built yet of this, we called the it pink the Pink Palace, Palace <laughs> this massive hotel. And I thought, well, what the hell? Like, they're offering me good money. Uh, it's a place I've never been. I've never lived. Mm-hmm. And if it sucks, I'll leave, you know? Like, whatever. But this was a great opportunity. I mean, the hotel itself was... Uh, it was... 1,500 rooms between the two hotels. So it's wow. a Ritz-Carlton and a Marriott on one property, plus banquets, plus poolside bar and all this stuff. So it had, like, a lot of Sweet appeal spot. in the sense of, like, continuing your education as, as a culinary, you know, professional. Um, and also, it doesn't snow. So there was that, you know. Uh, so I, I, I feel, and I, we said at the beginning, we go off on tangents. So I know I derailed the story about how you met. I want to, I want to circle back to that. That's pretty much it. Yeah. So then Kathleen was like, pulls her in the office and she's like, fuck, we can't offer this girl a job. 
She, I don't think she said fuck at the time. So you? She didn't they curse. were like, we're not, we're not well, bringing no, you No, she was on. like, oh my God, this girl's not going to take a job here. Like, fucking oh, water's leaking out of okay. the goddamn ceiling. Like, like this fucking fuck is fuck this show. place. Yeah, right? She was saying, we're not going to offer him because look at what she just had to go through. Yeah. Yeah, okay. well, she was like, if we offer her a job, she's just going to say no. But I had another night to trail. And so Kathleen left to go to like Palm Springs or something. I don't know. She had to go do some event. So then I come down the next night but before that they, everybody was like hey let's go have a beer and they like asked me out and I was like well, okay cool so they would go to this place called Kahuna's that became like the spot when I moved down there it's like five seconds away from the hotel and everybody that worked at the fucking hotel was there drinking and right. so you got to see a lot of very interesting human interactions you know what I mean yeah. um, so I went and had a beer with them and then Melissa brought me back to the hotel because that's where I was staying and then she was like hey um we don't have to report to the kitchen until like two. Do you want to like go get coffee or something tomorrow? And I was like, sweet. So she picked me up and we sat at a Starbucks when you could still smoke in front of Starbucks and literally smoked like a hundred packs of cigarettes and drank like 40 <laughs> cups of coffee. And it was like, oh, we're going to be friends because we can smoke all the cigarettes and drink all the coffee. And then I literally went in and like, worked for like a half an hour the sous chef was like oh why don't you go upstairs and change and we'll feed you dinner and then the gm crazy stewart <laughs> like literally sent me everything on the menu i was by myself <laughs> so it was like rustic italian shit tons of pasta pizzas huge beautiful fish dishes like crazy giant pieces of meat like all this shit it was insane it was crazy then i went back to new york and then kathleen offered me a job and then a few months later we were reunited in orlando I, I already have so many questions, but um, <laughs> and, and one of the things that I kind of want to circle circle back a little bit, so hopefully this isn't too far back, but um, Melissa, Queen of Pork, Penny, local meat maven. I know I... I sound like superheroes. <laughs> I don't well, have a cape. I, we should get capes. I want a cape. We're going to get a picture of you guys in front of that before we leave, by the way. So we That's have a funny, cool. like, my rendition of that picture now actually is that... You know, uh, when like sitting presidents go in, they take like a before and after photo and they, you see how much they've aged. So when folks come in and they see that photo, we had only been in business about maybe six months or so. So my joke is always like, yeah, you think you want to small, start a small business? That's what you look like before and this is yeah. what you look like five years in. That's the day you sign the papers. Yep, Because yep. <laughs> now there's, you know, but we had a lot of professional help for that. My sister actually does hair and makeup for like professional and she came up and that's an awesome photo. Dolled us it, up. It is and really cool. We and, and the dresses. I, I will tell you, um, so it's it's funny. The reason we we were even introduced to who the two of you are is there's a guy we work with who's like, hey, you should, you should interview these two. He had come here with a girl he was dating, completely butchered the name of your restaurant, and she was a French major, so she's like, no, yeah. this is how you say it. So that's how. Dude, I wonder who so, it is. Uh, I don't even know. But, but, um, so he, he was like, oh, it's, you know, this is where it was. And I was like, that's pretty freaking awesome. And then I was so in love with that, with that picture because it, like Joe said, it's got, it has this like, wait, you're standing in front of a, or behind or next to a pig's head and you're wearing ball gowns. Yes. And yeah. holding cleavers. And holding cleavers. <laughs> that's the thing that I love the most about it. And holding like, cleavers. My most favorite thing that someone has recently said, they said it to Melissa and she told me and she was like, somebody said like, oh, did they enhance your muscles? Like, are you fucking kidding me, bro? This shit is not airbrushed. We have Jack Diesel, dude. Well, you know, I take all my clothes off and I look like the doughboy, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's not 
enhance? Those are our real arms that stuff sausage and throw hog parts around. Who and said this? What's his full name? Yeah. Uh, whatever. Uh, we didn't bother Some to guy. learn it. We'll find him online. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah, sure. I'm sure he's got an Instagram <laughs> labeled idiot. Guy who talks to girls about their muscles. <laughs> um, so you were talking about when we got here, um, how you were throwing around like 70 pounds of like meat. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's pretty much that a, was a perfect like yeah. lead into that so true. that's true a lot of fucking hard work a lot of hard work that's like we bring in so we bring in whole animals um and you know we definitely try to build relationships with our farmers so for us it's important if if we haven't been to your farm then we don't buy from you um i, I guess how do you i guess how do you set that up i, I guess I mean, obviously, we're in the middle of Cleveland. We don't know anything about this, but farms, so how far out do you have to go? How do you build these relationships? I imagine it's the same thing as, like, that any business would do with, like, a, a, like a partner, vendor, kind of whatever. Like, how do you decide the ones you want? You already said that if we haven't been there, we're not going to buy from you. So how are you kind of... Some of it is just, some of it's just like, you got to be a good person, right? Like we have to see you every week and we're cutting you a check every week. Mm -hmm. Like we want to do business with people that are good, like people that have good hearts, people that are like, I don't want to say in it to win it, but in it to win it at life, right? Like they're doing good. They're trying to do good by like, yeah, like that's huge for us. Um, You know, being that we came from restaurants, it's a little bit more that that path traveled to get to those farmers is a little bit more like open, you know, how to get there. Um, but you don't have to go far. I mean, our main supplier is in Chardon. So 45 minutes, you can be okay. at his farm. Um, he has a farm store. Like, you don't have to just buy from us. You can go and buy from them. Um, and we, we urge customers that, like, come here. They're like, oh, we live out, you know, near Burton. I'm like, you know, please come and see us because we make different products. But you just want pork chops? Go to New Creations. They're right in Chardon, right off of Clark and 44. Like, it's it's super easy to get to. And I think... In the last five, six years, like with farmers markets booming, things like that, the farmers and stuff are a little bit more accessible. Um, but it's also about the quality of like the meat itself. Like we taste it, and you know the what heritage breed, you know what breeds are they raising? How how are they feeding them? What are they feeding? What's their what access to pasture? Like, yeah. you know, are they happy? You know, do can you walk into the field of pigs and they all come running up to you because they think you've got food and like they are like you're gonna scratch behind my ears and I'm cool with that? Or are they running away from you because they think you're gonna beat them? Or you know, I have, chase them with a pellet gun. I have so many questions. No, do you have a question? No, go. No, you were leaning in to kiss me. Awkward silence. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, blog people, I I just want you to know, like, we met Joe's wife because she's here right now taking cool photos of us, and I sure as shit do not think that Joe's gonna kiss Patrick. No. And also, I just so say, everyone I is sure aware, shit don't believe that's Joe's wife. <laughs> no, like, and, and you she's know, super it's, pretty, it, it's and okay. she seems it's, very nice. I haven't honestly, had much of a chance to talk to her, but she drinks bourbon, so she's cool in my it's book. A, it's okay. This is not the first time that someone has just took us for you know, like woman and you know, poor man and caretaker. Like, I, mean, <laughs> I will say, I, this is a true story, and I know we go off on tangents, but just kind of highlight the way that our relationship. She's also giving has, him the eyes right now. She's like, "What the fuck is he saying?" I know she's super turned on. So, but uh, I remember her and I have been out before, and this really has happened. I would get up to go to the restroom, and some guy would go hit on her. And she'd be like, I'm sorry, I'm actually with my, I think at the time it was fiance, but she's like, I'm with my fiance. And the guy's like, oh, oh, I did not put that together, miss. I'm sorry. 
she, I mean, he thought that like it was like a, I don't know, like a, a charity, like a last wish thing or something. I don't know. <laughs> make a like, wish. She's like, there's no make way they're together. Wish, kid. There's no way they're together. And then I came back and he looked at me and he's like, well, good luck to you. Yeah. And, uh, but anyway. Did you fine. get a little attaboy, a little high five from him? I didn't know what had happened. No. I didn't know he had just hit on her. I thought he was just like, I don't know. I thought he was the waiter. <laughs> <laughs> good luck eating that shit. I mean, yeah. like, yeah. you know. Anyway, nice. We stay in touch. Yeah. You, you and the guy. <laughs> I, uh, so, um, <laughs> that's funny. The, uh, it, it's funny to me, and, and super admirable, by the way, that you go and you, you, you take note of how these animals are being treated. At the end of the day, what incentive do farmers have to treat their livestock assets well, as opposed to... It's a life. And they, like a good farmer sees that it's a life that they're raising and that yeah. they're giving it good attention and good feed and good light and exposure to nature the way that they were intended to grow. And so a good farmer, someone who has a heart about it and a passion for it, is also someone who probably has, like, we joke that one of Scott and Kristen's daughter, Bella, is like a chicken whisperer. Like we went out there and helped them. Kristen had a, a hip surgery and... Um, all the chickens were going to be let out of the barn and they needed to have one of their wings clipped so they couldn't fly away. So city and city over here go out there and we're like watching YouTube videos on how to clip a chicken's wings. But their daughter is like 20 at the time is like scooping up six hens at a time and like lovingly flipping them upside down so that they basically play dead and we can clip their wings and then she sets them free again like sweetly. I feel like people that are good farmers that care about their animals like you can... We can definitely hear bullshit in someone's voice, but um, you see it. You see how they're raised, they, the land that they're on, and how they're taken care of. And then you talk to them, like, where does the feed come from? Is it all grown here? Is it grown in Ohio? Is it non-GMO? Is it, you know, whatever. But you get to know these people, and, like, they love doing what they do, and you can taste the difference, trust me. You can taste the difference. And I think now, I mean, if you look at how our food system grew so fast... And now people are coming out and saying, you know, oh, well, you shouldn't eat this because it's packed full of cancer and this has this and this has this. This is nothing new. Like farmers have known this for like decades, for years. And so these farmers that have learned this craft from, you know, maybe their parents or from somebody else, this is nothing new. This is just farm to table isn't new. Farm to table is how these people live. This is how we were raised, you know, like it's, it's not us jumping on a bandwagon. This is something that has existed and should exist for ma multitude of reasons. I mean, commercial farming, commercial anything sometimes can be the deficit to so many things. And we, we see the decline of the quality of product with, you know, diseases that are coming into like different farms. And how many recalls do you see for meat every day now? Yeah. It's oh, never yeah. from yeah. a small farm. It's always large conglomerates. Or, like, right. I guess I probably shouldn't throw them under the bus, but I mean, that was the last one I remember. Right. Purdue, I mean, yeah. oh my God. IBP, like you want to name Ground names, beef. Like yeah. We'll keep going. You know? Ground beef is like every every month there's another massive, re I mean, you're talking of hundreds of thousands of pounds. Do you know how many cows that is? Right. Like that's a lot of cows. That's a lot of lives. That's a lot of lives that were. Sound like a vegan, but. No, no, no. It's no. a life. It's, it's, it's a it's real a, thing. That is, it's something that I think people of. that, and us included, don't know kind of what goes into that. Yeah. So us more like you're, you're dealing with farmers. We don't know what kind of relationship you build. You think it's primarily financial. Does it work for both sides? But yeah. I think that the difference is what you kind of just mentioned. It's the, 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 the quality, obviously, ultimately, the taste, and what kind of people you're actually dealing with. 
because um, those larger kind of conglomerates, the, the larger corporations that keep running into these problems are just like, there's like, well, it's all about how much quantity we have. The quality is obviously not the, the biggest factor. Yeah. And you guys are obviously the exact opposite. I mean, is that something that would even interest you? Would you even be able to do that, to do what you do on a larger scale? Like, it couldn't get bigger than us, us continuing to find farms that could provide us with meat that we could then continue to make in mass. Like, we've talked about this before. It's not necessarily something that we struggle with, but, like, you know, beef jerky that we have some out today. Like, Amazing. It's really, really good. It's hand-cut beef. It's marinated for 24 hours in a brine, and then it's sprinkled with the seasoning and dehydrated. Like, it's real freaking meat. It's not the shit that you get at a gas station that gets ripped apart and smashed back together and pressed in some weird meat-shaped yeah. mold. I'll never buy that ever again now. No, you've been ruined. Been you've been ruined. It's been, yeah. Oh, but, man. It's been ruined. You know, like, if we could sell this in mass, we'd have to find multiple beef farmers and figure out how to mass produce it, which is not out of the question, but, like, a big thing for us is talking about, like, every day we talk about it, like, when we leave here or when we're on our way here or when we're taking a five-minute break or whatever, it's like, can you look at yourself in the mirror every day, all day, and know that you are doing what you say you're doing and, like, living, like, the truth of that? Like, we're not, yeah, these idiots from this podcast came out and we told them it was all farm and table, but it's bullshit. We like, it's we're a not, different podcast, not yeah, this not, one. Not this one. You know, like, totally different, different one. Very one they never podcast. got. Yeah. Yeah. Never, I don't know who they no, are. They're but, gone. like, that's a big deal to us. Like, our own... Our own ethics and integrity are super important. So, like, yeah, of course, we're business owners. We need to make money. We need to pay our vendors. We need to pay our employees. We need to pay the bills. We need to keep the lights on, all that good stuff. But, like, at the end of the day, part of it, too, for us is, like, we're doing something very specific that, like, for both of us is, like, part of our heart and also part of a skill set that we have. But then we're being super honest. Like, yeah, dude, the eggs in the, in the cooler over there come from... Greg at Crooked Creek and Marty and like that's they're really awesome. cool people and like he shows up every Saturday <laughs> with his crazy straw hat that's got like 500 feathers in it. It's like every time he sees a pretty lady he puts another feather in his hat. And he's also a Civil War reenactor. I mean he, like these are real people. These are fucking great these, people. These, yeah. And they were in and the Patriot. Like a fucking that's, character. Yeah, yeah. He's, he was in the Patriot. Like he yeah. He oh, was, yeah. Oh, wait, wait, he was they were extras Gibson. in the Patriot which yeah. you know yeah, you only know Heath Ledger. <laughs> No, not Heath Ledger. No, no he's gone. No. Sorry, that's the only no. guy. He's now. such a babe, though. Total, was a babe. Was babe. R.I.P. So, and I wanted to clarify. I didn't mean what you do on a mass scale as a slide. I actually think I, I love what you're doing way, way better. Yeah. I don't think that it's actually doable to do it on the scale of some of those big ones. I, I think it's impossible. Nor do well, we like, want to. I mean, that's gets, the other thing. I don't think you would want lost. to. No. Like you yeah. can't continue. You know what I mean? Like you maybe start out a business with some intention and then things change you know like we've watched other companies like bigger companies that have started in other parts of the country that maybe do something similar and they start out with a butcher shop and they make a product and then someone comes after them for that product and their product gets bigger and bigger and bigger but like you know how how many how many hogs are you getting to make those chicharron or pork rinds or whatever how many freaking cattle are you getting and are, are they really local anymore you know what I mean like it's if we started selling beef jerky in Chicago it's not local anymore you know like let me just air quote it some more for people yeah. that can't see me and flip so some stuff I guess let me break one of these microphones time. real quick I guess okay, it's I some... do drawings and I usually yeah. draw the podcast when we're done I'll, I'll draw yeah. that nice. sketch it I think at some point you know it, like a as, a, as a business you grow and some folks are okay with 
sell out if you if you want to use that word right you get to sell out on what you believe in because the the promise of more money is coming at you but money doesn't fix everything right and so maybe it's because we've come up in the food industry and we've never made a whole lot of money that we're not like yeah we just want to live our life so we want to be able to maybe save a little bit of money go on a vacation here and there, you know, not have to worry about putting groceries on the, in the house, you know, like we're not trying to buy Bentleys and like, you know, Rolls Whatever. Royces. I mean, that's going to be the company car, you know what I mean? But I'll say, shaped like a pig. We, yeah, it's, it's pink. The Ford Pinto will um, be our daily driver though. <laughs> when I was a kid, we had a Ford Pinto. Oh my God, they were the greatest car ever. And it was a so blue, Ford, blue Ford Pinto and I'll never remember it and never forget it. Um, in the back, where the transmission was, was a hump. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the way the car was fucking designed because yeah. they were shitty. And my sister and I... Language. They were shitty. <laughs> my sister and I used to argue who could sit on the hump, right? Didn't know our parents were driving us around in a goddamn death trap. Right. <laughs> that could, like, blow up at any moment. Yeah. yeah. But um, it was I, fine. It's, it's funny. But you're still here to tell the story, so it's fine. That's true. I survived. I, wa- I did want to say that, like... We've been here just a little over an hour, and the one thing that's been consistent that the two of you have said, and you've said it multiple times during this recording, is integrity. Do what you say you do. Um, it's obvious that that's super important. It, it, it may even be in your fucking mission statement, for all I know. I, I've, I, do we have one of those? <laughs> we do, but I don't remember what it's Okay. <laughs> well, whatever, right? That where should the, be. Where are the um, human mission statements? Yeah. But that's like... Like that. I, 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 and by the way, I do believe, and I'll take your word for it, that it does matter in the quality of the food that you're eating when the animal is treated better. I, I actually do believe that. Like you're not you're not getting chicken or whatever with tumors all through it because they're they're treated better. And we know that shit happens, yeah, right? Totally you get happens. something, you take it home, and you're like, what the fuck is that? I'm not eating that shit. I mean, just even the flavor. I mean, if you take away all the, the cancer and all these other gross things that you're going to find, it's just the flavor. Like, yeah, we had to lose their mind yeah. when we come get the chicken that we get from Colin, who's down in Medina. Like, we get all of our birds from Colin. We get chickens, ducks, and turkeys, and an occasional goose. Turducken? No. Can we talk about turducken? No. It's not a naturally occurring animal. I know. So we can talk about turducken later, but first we need to talk okay. about Colin's chicken. At premium pasture. Yeah, oh, premium pastures, my bad. So people lose their mind. This chicken, this chicken was so amazing. <coughs> yeah, it tastes like chicken, like just, real chicken. chicken. I can give you a real-time example. They put out this beef jerky for this podcast. Yeah. It's fucking incredible. It's the best. It's really, I can never eat another piece of beef jerky again. The rest of it's shit. It's so good. Yeah. I had a piece of beef jerky today. Before this, it's clearly not jerky. I ate a belt. This is, <laughs> this is so good. It's like, it's the, the flavor. It's got spice. It's, 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 yeah, you have to come in just to try the jerky, but I recommend probably trying everything else. And meat, meat, meats, chicken. The gateway meats. Yeah, we call it the gateway meat. Those are amazing. So it's amazing. Like, it's like oh. the marijuana of meat. Mm-hmm. But honestly, like, that's another thing. We don't have to try as hard to do these things, right? When you start with a good, wholesome product that has amazing flavor already, that has the perfect fat quality. You know, we got into this, the other white meat campaign for our pork. Pork is not white. It's not supposed to be like pure white, you know? It's not supposed to be so lean that there's no fat on it. But P.S. it shouldn't be fucking beige either. No. You're blowing my mind right now. Right. My Wait, mind. Holy shit, I actually think I know something. Okay, so. <laughs> no, no, no. I think I know something. Yeah, no, no. This, doesn't, this doesn't happen a lot, which is why I got excited. <laughs> 
so when we were uh no no take your check your tweets no 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 (laughs) she's trying to show you a fucking pork chop joke a fucking pork chop i thought you were like jesus how long have we been here (laughs) no i wanted to show you you what a real pork chop looks like no that's what when when we were in uh when i was in the dominican republic i remember being uh we were eating breakfast and they put out the sausage i'm like that's not sausage that's not the right color because it was (laughs) fucking pink yeah. Purple. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. Like it, no, it was like reddish. Red. Yeah. Because. And. Uh, Hello. Red. Yes. And I was like, oh, no, it's supposed to be like brown. <laughs> and my stupid, stupid, small mind didn't put together what I was about to eat. And then I tasted it and I was like, holy shit, that's really, really good. Yeah. And then my wife, her slash caretaker, <laughs> she, she was like, yeah, that's probably because it was just like, you know, they probably just. It's not been through 75 different types of chemicals and transported across five you know, different states. Yeah. It's probably on a farm a mile away from here. That's what real sausage actually tastes like. Yeah. And it's, and I, then I had more of it and more of it. I was like, you're right. I think that's exactly what it is. Like the when, color is what threw me off. It's funny you brought that up. When we, so uh, the polite way to say this, um, <laughs> the animals. Why be now? I Well, it's no, like the yet. one time that we try to be polite. Uh, the animals are walking around come Sunday. They are then not right. walking right. after Sunday and delivered to our shop on Wednesday right. and in our case on Thursday. There is nothing that you could buy at the grocery store that has not already been not walking for several right. weeks, put right. in a freezer. You know, if you've ever gone to Giant Eagle at certain times a day, you know, the fresh sausage case, it's, this shit's defrosting. They just pulled it out of the freezer. Like, it's still frozen, but they're doing it in off time, hoping that nobody notices that it's yeah, frozen meat. No. <laughs> I was blocking you from the mic. <laughs> like um, my, uh, my na- I actually meant to start the podcast off this way. It's with like a joke. Oh, well, let's restart. Restart. We can. We're only 40 minutes into this. It's fine. Just throw um, it all away. It's my neighbor, is, uh, he's 80. He uh, was in the Navy. He was a butcher by trade. Does he have a sick Navy tat? <laughs> he does not. No, he wasn't in the Navy. No, he was in the Navy. I believe it's probably it. on his butt. Um, anyhow, Somewhere he was a butcher by trade. I told, yeah, he's got a yeah, giant so anchor on his chest. <laughs> <laughs> he asked me to rub it down with lotion. It's weird. I don't understand. But, so yeah, he was a butcher by trade, and I told him we were doing this interview. He goes, you know what you need to ask them. So here I'm going to ask you. Bring this it. is his joke. All right, ready? This is the joke. What is the only pig? Part of the pig that you don't use. There is no part. The squeal. That was his point. <laughs> Wait, no, that wasn't good. Yeah, it was great. No. <laughs> Next time you see him, high five him for me. All no, right. like that's part of our shtick is that we use all of it. That, but that was his point. Like, yeah. He, he actually, his point was a good butcher will use every part of that animal outside of the squeal. If I had thought about that for like four more seconds and had like two sips less bourbon, I would have been like, that's squeal, but I'm an asshole. <laughs> Here's another fun fact for you okay. is that uh, pigs are the only animals that we raise just for meat consumption only. So cows, there, there are different breeds, right? Okay. But cows, we get milk yeah. and meat from. Always Chickens, yeah. you know, we get leather, we get all these things. So my one goal in life is to potentially milk a pig. Has somebody tried? Why have we not milked a pig yet? I'll tell you why right now. Why? I'll tell you why. Milk is the second grossest substance on the face of the earth. Not yes! at all. Yes! No. my homie! Yeah, no. right? Whatever, like, we'll talk when you have osteoporosis and we're, like, in almond our Almond milk, my man. Almond milk. Oh, it's what just... What the fuck is first? Milk is sauerkraut. What? No. 
which I'm sure they hate hearing that. Pork and sauerkraut, right? I mean, but anyhow, milk is gross. You need to try Cleveland kraut. I'm a whole no, I won't. I won't. If, if I walk raw, in this, unpasteurized. Mm-hmm. You don't eat it hot. Look, if I walk into somebody's house, crunchy and amazing. No, stop! You're gonna if make you me like gag. pickles? Shut the hell up! I don't like pickles. Oh, fuck! Well, Christ. fucking a! Get this guy out of here. Here's the thing. This is over. We're done. Over. Here's the thing. Like, if I walk into somebody's house and they've been making sauerkraut, I will instantly gag and have to leave. That's not a joke. Well, now we know how to get Patrick out of our house. Yeah. <laughs> Start making sauerkraut. Okay. Um, <laughs> the milk thing. The milk thing. The reason nobody would drink pig milk is because it'll say pig milk on it. Think about that. Like it's not. Dude, like don't it, don't start the labeling law conversation. That's a whole other thing. Because no, I'm talking about that. But cow milk doesn't say cow. It milk just says milk. It. Yeah, but everybody already assumes it's cow milk. But like what? goat but milk. But why? But why do you assume? Why Didn't don't anybody? We, why isn't it goat milk? That's a great. Are you flat earthers? By any chance? No. Fuck no. Thank God. Oh my lord. This is how flat. We believe earth- in farming, not flat earthing. Okay. Fuck. Well, earth's great. Okay, you can farm on a flat surface, ladies. Yeah, you can. you can. But the earth is not flat. I'm just we, saying. We've been getting into that recently. It's funny. I'm just saying it's a possibility. There is a gentleman in California who is trying to get camel milk oh, passed come on. Stop because. It. People who are lactose intolerant, all of those other things, can handle camel milk. Do you, what do you think people in like Arabian countries they drink camel milk? Yeah, well, they drink I, sheep, I, sheep's milk. Okay, so Mike, yeah, I'm on your milk. side. I'm into it. No, so, what? Oh, I'm not. Okay, never mind. No, no. Don't <laughs> I am. Fuck. I know we're sharing a mic, but not a brain. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he's got his own brain. Oh. Yeah, that's right. So, I'm sure when someone first started like you know milking a fucking cow and handing it to people to drink, they were like, whoa, whoa, whoa. no, no, no. We just haven't tried it with pig. Right. It might be fucking delicious. Because no one's going to drink that shit, dude. You we never haven't know. asked anyone. You haven't asked. that everyone's stupid and that they wouldn't try it. Well, I actually kind of agree with that part. I mean, there are a lot of sheeple. <laughs> we, we know that sheeple exist. That happens. Sheeple? Sheeple. What the fuck is a sheeple? People that just follow whatever. Yeah. People just follow. Oh, like lemmings. Yes. Yes. I never like, heard sheeple. I sheeple. like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They can't, like, you know, they just follow the herd to the next grass pasture. <laughs> They let a dog run around them and tell yeah. them where to go. And <laughs> no, I, I, I more bourbon. Four more minutes of just sheep noises. Go. <laughs> this is all digital. We got plenty of tape. Just keep redoing it. Um, you turned into a sheep while we were there. But you never know, right? We don't know until you try it. And that's the same thing, right? Like, who decided to grab the first gallon of milk? Oh, well, that baby cow's drinking it. Maybe I should drink it, too. Listen, Who's I'll the first person who took a chicken egg that was unfertilized and was like, I'm going to crack this shit open. Oh, I totally agree with you. I'm so, my mind is fucking blown away by the first person that ate a goddamn shrimp or lobster. Right. It That's a, a goddamn spider where right. we come from. Right. It was a guy for sure. Yeah, and probably. you're really fucking hungry. You don't do that shit. And you probably like got the shit dared out of him. I mean, I'm from the West Coast, so like, I like to eat all the things that swim and all that shit, bottom feeders and whatnot. Uh, Lovely. Like, you ever like gone to the Cleveland Aquarium, which isn't great? Can we all admit? It's fucking if you've terrible. been there, I've it's been. It's it's a fishbowl. You know what? Though? It's a fishbowl. It's it better than what I thought it was going to be. It's gray and like there's 400 feet of snow on the ground. So winter. And it's sleeting and, and shitty. When your power's and I out, wanna, yeah, and I want to kill myself. <laughs> so like nine months out of the year. <laughs> all your family moved away. You're jobless. Yeah, definitely go to the Cleveland Aquarium. Wait, so totally. when you literally have no other options and in like think, eight bucks. Swim away. Swim away. Swim away. Right. So you walk. You walk. They have this part, and um, it's under one of the arches because it's an old power um, power plant. plant from yep. what I understand. Um, and they have like the lobsters and things up there. You look up, and you're like. 
that's a fucking silverfish or whatever those things are in your house that you stomp on. Somebody was so fucking hungry that they tried that shit. Yeah. They're like, you know what I'm going to do? Bob, I got to eat that. Yeah. No, you can't do that. Who pulled right? out a sea urchin and decided they oh, were going to eat that? Fuck. Delicious. Like, like, I've never had sea urchin. Yeah. But who, you know, so at some point, who the hell is going to corral a pig and milk the fucking thing? Like, that's all I'm all saying. Right, you know what? You're episode, selling me. episode two. Let's just find a fucking pig. We're going pig to the farm and we're milking a pig. We're going to do it on spot. So what is <laughs> the grossest animal this. you can even imagine even like, like, I'm going to butcher this and someone's going to eat it? I don't really feel like there's any gross animals that really, we butcher. Like a raccoon? Possum? Well, I mean... Oh, I got a story about squirrels. Wait, what about where's, where's requests? But maybe it, it goes with your squirrel. So we have a girlfriend that is from Florida. Sorry, Lindsay, that they just backed God, Florida so hard. Anyways, Lindsay, listen to this podcast. She's so You're dope. You're a lovely person. She's so dope. Um, she'll probably laugh the whole time. Um, her stepsister got engaged and then was getting married. And so her mom and her asked me, like, hey, do you think you would, like, help us cater the wedding? And I'm like, oh, fuck yeah, this is great. So... She's marrying soft talking Mark. Hey y'all, my name's Mark. You wanna go airboating? I'll catch a gator. Like he's fucking rad, right? He's air so boating? rad. Airboating. Okay. Like, so they do down in the swamp, man. Giant fan the, on the rescuers, back. like Penny, my name, like I'm like the little mouse. Uh-huh. Anyways. So he took me airboating and like we've hung out and he caught some baby gators. Hey Penny, you wanna see a baby gator? And I'm thinking, holy fuck, if there's baby gators, there's a big old mama gator, we're gonna die. Yeah. Anyways, I um said yes to smoking a bunch of pork and like cooking beef tenderloins and making crystal potatoes. So if you don't know what that is, you're not from the South. You take sliced potatoes and sliced onion, equal parts of crystal hot sauce and butter, and you bake that shit in the oven. Okay. Pretty, pretty delicious. I put it it's... on a smoker to make it like real fancy for yeah. their wedding. Um, <laughs> so I get out there at like seven o'clock in the morning the day of to like fire the pork and stuff. And the groom... Soft talking Mark and his twin brother, whose name eludes me now. Luke. They look exactly the fucking same. They have a big old beard. They're like five five probably. They have big chubby cheeks and a big ass beard, and they take their hat off and they get that big old right. like tan line. It's like from above their eyebrows yeah. is all white. These the are rest good of their old face. Boys. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. total rednecks, and they appreciate you using that moniker for them. So they're out there with like seven of their dudes and they're sitting in the back of a pickup truck and they have fired up all these smokers for me. Hey, Penny, we got all the smokers going with the peach wood and the apple wood. I'm like, sweet, thanks guys. I'm gonna go get all this pork and get this thing going. I come back out and like, they've opened the bed of the truck and like, they're just Bud Light cans for <laughs> eons falling out of this thing. They never went to bed. Cause I mean, that's what you do. You party all night long. You keep drinking into the wee hours of the morning to the sun comes up and you keep drinking. You consider showering, but before you do that, you shoot some fucking squirrels. Okay. And then you Fill like with lead. Then you fire up the freaking <clears throat> you fire up the Weber grill. Cook up and like squirrel. all you do is gut them and skin them. So they're like like this <laughs> on the grill, oh. like teeth out, no fur, nothing. Hey Penny, you ever eat squirrel? Uh, no guys, I've never had a squirrel. You want a beer? And some squirrel. <laughs> yeah, sure, it's 7.45 on yeah. a Saturday morning and Kissimmee, Florida, like fuck. Oh, actually, Point Siena, excuse me, south of south of Kissimmee. Okay, oh, very different. Don't fuck very, that up. Very, yeah. very, very different. Up, right? Don't the, and they're yeah. like, hey, Penny, let's have some squirrel. And I'm like, all right, cool. Like, let's make sure this shit is cooked well, right? Because it's a fucking squirrel. <laughs> I'm from Southern California. I've never eaten squirrel before. I've eaten like all of a pig's intestines, all of an animal's tongue, like 
any Mexican grandma hand me something on a plate, it's meant to be eaten. Oh, you bet your ass I'm going to turn it into a taco and yeah. hammer it down. But, like, no, I've never eaten a squirrel. It was the grassiest, grisliest, grossest Ugh. shit I've ever put in my mouth. And so then I've been told by other awesome rednecks that I have met that it's actually delicious if prepared correctly. So wait. So it's kind of just had the wrong preparation It's kind of like it. that thing where I'm like, I'm waiting for someone else to, like, slow cook a squirrel for me so I can try that because okay. maybe that's I'll the tell jam. You what. I don't know. Would you Peppers be Peppers and onions? Let's do it. A, fuck yeah, yeah, let's get a squirrel. It. I'm into it. I actually just Call Randy. <laughs> there's one that's on the what side of the, the building that's been cafe? dead for a couple weeks. Yeah, there's one that's bloated oh, out back that's got dog shit on it also. We got a reputation to remain retain here. Ours. Oh, a solid one at that, too. Uh, I could catch a hood squirrel. I live up the street. A I'm hood sure squirrel. A hood squirrel. a big old fat one. We have huge trash pandas in this neighborhood. Oh, also. trash pandas. Is that what you call them? Yeah. If anything, uh, I'm just learning raccoon. so much different lingo <laughs> Sorry, that I didn't I'm know prior to such this. a weirdo when I'm from No, Sonica. not at all. Usually people are like, where the fuck are you from? So, SoCal. How so SoCal? San Diego. Okay. Like, San Diego's great, Mexico, by the way. basically. San Diego's great, by the way. Yeah, I hate beautiful. anything like north of it and i have family from riverside so i've been there a lot it's like this. i hate most of yeah. cal truthfully no northern cal is great san diego i spent a lot of time in northern cal but of all the cities i've been in like la san francisco san diego san diego is definitely my favorite burn la just have you, have you ever the fence around it, it was good for like a minute and then it's it was like, like a day or two. Yeah. okay like, i've been there done that yeah, let's leave all of their parts are made of plastic they had um in in san diego there's the uh gas lamp district mm-hmm fucking love it it's so cool there yeah it's fun there's tons of restaurants a lot of good restaurants places to shop and And it's it's cool that it's central and it's right by the convention center and they literally have gas lamps like Mm -hmm. that's pretty awesome and it was like it was totally spanish like the yeah they settled and made all their missions and then tried to force everyone into christianity but yeah they literally there were gas lamps along that area and we're gonna try to get everyone into christianity again yeah, this this podcast. <laughs> That's not. Actually, sorry. I mean, we waited about fifty minutes right. to get into it, but the Bye. overall thought here how is you, that uh, how we you feel really, about the uh, Lord. Yeah. Has he saved you? Because he will. <laughs> oh, if only you. Are, are we going to get baptized with bourbon? Yes. Yes. We've been doing it for about fifty minutes. Now, right. So, yeah. so what we are going to do is we're going to take a, a break, let everybody's kind of like use the restroom if they need to. I'm looking at Carissa, and I don't know why, because she's been there quietly. She has bathroom face. And uh, then we'll come back and go at it again. Sounds good. All right. Um, so uh, we just took a break. I want to come back. And one of the things, uh, I, want to, I want to come back to this. Let's talk about this place. I mentioned we're on location. It's probably going to be noise, but I love that shit, by the way. I so do. I'm it's fine coolers. with this. Coolers. I know, because I read, that this was Jaworski's meat shop yeah butcher that, shop butcher shop is that what it was called jaworski's meats <clears throat> jaworski's meats they're in middleburg heights now right yep, yep. so they kind of like left this eclectic area and you know and, and that's not a bash i yeah. just like no. i've never been here by the way i'm just i'm getting this vibe for the first time so what what is it about this built because it's really sweet you kind of gave us a, a tour of it and everything but it's like there were things you wanted to tell us i was like save it so what can you tell us about this building so the original build of this building was actually a two-story furniture store. So upstairs was like floor-to-ceiling windows, and the furniture was displayed up there. And everybody that we've talked to says that it looks like something that was like should have been on like Euclid Avenue, right? Okay. Like and we're talking like early 1900s. Um, this building's been here that long. Yeah, 
Yeah. Wow. So it's an old building. Uh, I mean, the wood columns that are in here are not just for decoration. They do hold up, and those same wood columns run, you know, parallel down in mm -hmm. the basement and to hold the floor joists up, which is really cool. Um, and so this neighborhood itself was pretty much put together by immigrants who moved here to work in the steel mills. They built their homes and then would build businesses. So at one point in time, there were tons of butcher shops and bakeries. And I mean, if you talk to anybody who's either has, has lived here or still lives here, they will tell you about, you know, the festivals and all of these things that would take place. So a lot of Polish, a lot of Slovenian, um, you know, a lot of Eastern European essentially. Mm -hmm. God, we gotta build that wall. It's just—it's it's out of yeah, control. It's out of control. We gotta keep all these people out. I mean, all these people coming here and making great right. businesses and supplying right. great food. We gotta get this shit out of here. Building shit. God. Ugh. But it was cool because anyway, like... continue illegals. <laughs> oh my God! Don't even get me started on that fucking tangent. Southern California yeah, was like, so lose Cal. your goddamn mind. Yeah, what? The whole country would stop. No one would eat, and everyone would fucking That's why they have to die. split like SoCal and Nor NorCal. Get it. Two different Be states. Done with there, it are, there are like literally Absolutely. counties oh, that want to secede from, oh, from the state he, because Southern California has screwed up so fucking much. NorCal's like, we don't even want to be associated with you. You guys, like, they, they don't want to absorb all the problems that they're creating. It, I've actually, nuts. and I didn't realize this, but I went on a client visit and I offended a client by telling them, like, oh, I have family from Northern California, blah, blah, blah. They're like, NorCal. We, oh yeah. No, it's like I'm North sorry. And South Korea. SoCal. It's they're, they're like they're, they're, fuckers. Yeah. They, they use all our water. Yeah. It's I was like, oh, I had no really idea. That was, I'm so sorry. <clears throat> How dare they drink right. water? But we were talking about this. Water. So Church back to Slavic Village. Village. We'll just we'll just <laughs> we'll just spin it right back to Slavic Village. Right. Sorry. Um, yeah. Full circle. No, but like the cool thing about hearing all these stories and us like not being from this neighborhood, but really loving this neighborhood is that people talk about it being the kind of neighborhood that you didn't have to leave to go anywhere else. Like, you would walk to work. Mm -hmm. But everything you needed was here. And, like, there's even couples that we know that are, I would say, like, what, maybe early 60s, late yeah. 50s, talk about how, like, he grew up south of 54th, so he didn't ever pass East 55th on Fleet Avenue because there was no reason to because they had their butcher and they had the bakery that they went right. to, they had the church that they went to. Like, everything that they needed was between... Their grade school. Yeah, like, oh, between yeah, 50th and 55th. And she grew up on the other side, like... 57th and up. Yeah, so, like, they didn't ever meet until they were much older, which is, like, fucking mind-blowing, right? Because mm -hmm. you're from the same neighborhood, essentially, within blocks of each other. But because that it was such a rich neighborhood and, like, people had their places. I mean, same thing is kind of now, I feel like, in Cleveland. Like, if you go to a butcher shop, it becomes your butcher shop. If you yeah. go to yeah. a bakery, it becomes your bakery. And it may, part of it may be geographical. Like, you live in Cleveland Heights, chances are you go to On the Rise. You're not going to drive to Lakewood to go to Blackbird. Like, that's, no, you, the, that's funny. Not a You're absolutely right. And there are certain types of businesses where that actually is the case. If you go to a butcher, that's your butcher. You go to a bakery, that's your bakery. It's it's funny you said that's a hundred percent true. It's not like restaurants or bars or anything like that because obviously if someone's like, yeah, tried something new, but something like this for some reason, like like a, a butcher or a bakery, to just trying to stay in that, it, it, it's a specified, especially now, it's more specified type of business because they're not that common. They're well, not. I, I mean, big. I'm from Akron. I couldn't name a butcher shop in Akron. I really couldn't. But around here, there's maybe a couple. But again, it's a couple. It's a, couple. It, it's, it's a specified, it, it's a group of people that know what they're doing. 
I think I think part of it is what we talked about when we weren't recording, though, right? And and I use myself as an example. Like, I'm I'm fucking lazy, right? So I go on Giant Eagle. I order all my shit on like the app, yeah. right? Now I come here and I try something, and I'm like, that's wait the, a second, that's that's, fuck, that, that's the difference. Yeah, though. that's fucking See, better. You, you take the way that everything's kind yeah. of moving toward like apps, Uber, things like that, that are making grocery shopping and eating simpler. Then you find the contrast of that, which is someone who's not on Uber Eats, who's not, quote unquote, easy mm -hmm. to get to. Not that this is a hard location to oh find, God, so easy. but yeah, it's not easy. like Giant Eagle where you have that, that curbside shit like that. But now you're confronted with the, do I want something that is 200% better or something that's kind of easier for me? And it's and about those I, connections with people, right? That, yep. that that's kind of the, 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 the dichotomy between who's going to decide what. You know, I think there's a lot of people out there that will decide the easy route, but I actually think there's a large number of people, and I'd even say a growing number of people, that's going to opt for the better quality. Yeah. I really do believe that. I mean, we get customers all the time who drive here who they come for, yes. like, Strongsville. We get people that come from Avon, you know, Shaker. We, we build this clientele from all over, which is amazing, and they're willing to drive here. And the best thing about it is, is the conversations that we get to have. I mean, her and I love that. We love standing at the deli case and being hunched over it and talking about like, oh, how was little Timmy's basketball game or whatever this week? Like we've, we've, I don't even know if any of our customers have kids named Timmy, they but do. they do now. Timmy's like yeah. the universal. Kid. Yeah. In my opinion, Timmy's overrated. It's, I don't think he passes. Maybe it's Tommy. <laughs> maybe it's Tommy. I don't think he passes enough, but whatever. It's fine. There's something to be said about that conversation that you have over the deli case where Agreed. you have uh, an experienced, educated butcher slash chef who can walk you through, you know, cooking a piece of meat you're not super comfortable with or different ways that you could take something that may look a little bit expensive and stretch it over four or five meals and feed it's, it's a seven or eight. recommendation. Right. To you're not going to get that. people maybe don't think as much that they actually need. Right, and you're not going to get that at Giant Eagle, right? No, 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 the, God, the, no. I mean, no, and going through care. the checkout line, like you order online because God forbid you had to stand in a checkout line, yes. right? Or lazy. interact with people, yeah, right? But like through. coming in here, you know, coming into a place like this, you build those relationships, right? And like I think just as we're excited to see certain customers walk through the door, they're just as excited that when one of like when I, one of us isn't here, they're like, oh my god, the world ended. And you're like, no, it's fine. Melissa, what's going on? Pennies, you know, took the day off or whatever. Numerous occasions, we go to places for people that we like. We really, really do. Right. But that's There's part of something that's like totally lacking in our society. Like, agreed. it's a joke to me because social media is a huge part of how we market our business. Like, it's a hundred percent of the marketing, other than like kind people like yourself who show up here and want to talk to us or write an article about us or put us on TV or like whatever it is. Like that's all super, super amazing and super integral to us, us growing our business. But like it is social media. So we put out all these blasts and all this stuff and we're doing all the social media, but like really the crux of our business is you standing on one side of the deli case and us standing on the other. Like, Oh, you've never had any of these charcuterie items. Like you don't know what Tasso ham is. Let me slice you. Can you say that word this. again? Charcuterie. Yeah. I've been fucking that shit up for years. Just be like cool and just say charcuts. <laughs> I've been saying charcuterie. <laughs> I mean that's not really cool, like an but idiot. I say meat plate. I don't yeah. say You can <laughs> also say that. You can also say Jesus that. But I really like the way Christ. she did it. One more time for our listeners. <laughs> for us. 
really shy now. Uh, charcuterie? Charcuterie. 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 I know we're getting off topic again, but this is what we do. Um, I had read that you were, weren't you asked by the restaurant in Marriott and Keep Me Square to, to, to do the charcuterie? Char, not You char. are so confused. Homegirl over here, okay. Melissa, she left and went to Atlanta and worked at this place called Abattoir. Okay. I you know what that means in French? We're going to learn, we're going to learn all of the things in French. All today. French. Abattoir. Means we drank all your bourbon, by the way. Fine. Sorry. Fine. You brought it. We should drink it. To be fair, I paid but... for that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. We gave you beef jerky. I've it was a fair had trade. So much beef jerky. <laughs> yeah. Like dinner's like, worth of beef jerky. We ate again. their food and drank their He's booze. He's gonna get the meat. Well, sweats. we we ate their food and drank our booze, but they got some it of was, it. It was a gift. Yeah, but Let's move what on. is better than to share a gift of No, bourbon? that's so true. Anyhow, charcuterie. Charcuterie. Available. So she started the, well, okay. ran the charcuterie program, okay. started the right. charcuterie program at a place called Abattoir, which means slaughterhouse in French. I love that. Oh, the French. And that's where our name actually comes from. So it was the first, like, charcuterie item that I was given to oh, make okay. solo and, like, okay. didn't breathe for, like, six weeks waiting for it to turn out because I thought if I screwed it up, the chef would kill me. And it turned out, which was highly probable. It depends on what you're making. So mm. what we what I made for that one was just saucy sec, which is this dried sausage essentially. Okay. So it's very regionally different. It could have red wine in it, it could have white wine in it, it could have a lot of herbs, it could have a little bit of herbs. So it's kinda like mom's meatloaf, right? Everyone's mom's yeah. meatloaf has a little bit of something different into it, and I feel like it's the same with a lot of charcuterie My mom's items. Meatloaf had ketchup. <laughs> Lots of moms put ketchup. They do. Yeah, that's um, kind of like the secret it's, mom ingredient. It's it's funny because being Italian, right? I wait, grew wait, up, you're French. We disturb. I know yes. DNA. But he believes he's Italian. I had a conversation with another friend who found out that he was mostly Irish, and it like really broke his heart because he's yeah. like, he's Italian to the core. And I just said to him, I was like, dude, it's cool. You're Italian. Like, be what you identify. Yeah, with. it's culture, not DNA. Right. Exactly. Right? So it, it, you brought up dried sausage. Sausage coming from. You know, an Italian background. My grandfather made dried sausage, hung it in the fucking attic. Yeah, and right? you live to tell about it, right? Yep. Right? Yeah, exactly. Shit ever. And and made wine that will just plaster you to a wall because yep. it was not like Carlo like, Rossi. Yeah, it's like rocket fuel. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's fucking brutal. Yeah. But like, I think about Italian dried sausage versus French dried sausage. Like, what's the difference? Spices. Spices. Technique. What? What is? It? I would say a lot of the techniques definitely double over and and overlap. It's mostly spices. It's yeah. mostly and it's like wives' tales. It's like yeah. old grandmas and grandpas telling you stories about how like you know the German guy says you got to twist it eight times when uh -huh. you make sausage, and then the Italian guy says you only twist it five times, and like there's specific reasons why it's and then eight they times fight. five times. But it's all bullshit. I mean, you're making sausage, right? right. This guy uses beer, this guy uses wine, this guy uses vinegar and wine and beer, like, because he's crazy and he's doing it non-traditionally. But it's, like, I feel like it's the care that's given, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, that's what really matters. Like, the crazy old dudes that's making, you know, whatever and hanging it in the basement or the attic or behind the toilet in the bathroom, whatever sure. floats your boat. There's good humidity there or something. So back to Slavic Village. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Actually, I kind of do want to go back to Slavic Village. So, to, uh, to, uh, Patrick and I were talking about this earlier because uh, this is something that, in this day and age, especially kind of in the, the area of Cleveland that's growing and developing, kind of like redefining itself, 
how did you decide on Slavic Village? And I only ask that because, again, there are so many little pockets outside of Cleveland. Uh, like I talk about the Ohio cities, which probably would have been a good fit just because just the way that it is. But all those little like little areas that are out there. Well, I'm just saying Ohio City is is just so bar and well, it's densely populated. Yes. So we do restaurant deliveries too. So mm -hmm. we're a state inspected meat processing facility. Okay. So like we do the restaurant deliveries. So like one of us throws a bunch of coolers in our cars and we're driving around Cleveland right now. Like the hope is to grow that and have somebody else do that for us. But that was one of the reasons that we chose this neighborhood. It's very centrally located. Uh, I like to joke that this is South Central Cleveland, and I don't mean that any disrespect, that literally we are South and Central of downtown. Like, mm -hmm. this is no, not really I, the East Side, it's South Central. That's kind of my question, that, that's kind of the reason for my question is because like, again, I, I'm, I'm in Lakewood, and I was in Lakewood 20 years ago. Yeah. Uh, five years ago, when I was in college. And, uh, <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, I backed up. Uh, <laughs> I dated the fuck out of myself there. <laughs> 20 anyway, years ago, you were in fifth grade, though, in, so, you know. Back in 1941, when I was in, you know, Pearl Harbor, and I was in college. <laughs> well, what I mean is, so, like, when I was in college, literally, 20 years ago, I was in college, and I would come to Lakewood. Now I'm in living in Lakewood, but some of the parts are the same. Some of the restaurants, bars, same. Yeah. Others completely different, and they rotate constantly. So my question is, does that kind of go into play when you're picking a place to start your business? Because... I mean, there are places in Lake. I've been lived in Lakewood for three years. There are certain restaurants, bars, whatever, that have been five different things since I've lived there. I mean, it was important to us. I mean, I think overall is we wanted to be part of something, right? Okay. So if you bring it back a little bit of history on Slavic Village, it was the hardest hit area in the United States during the foreclosure crisis. Okay. There's an episode of Dateline with Dan oh, Rathers walking down Fleet Avenue. Really? So it has overcome a ton and it has gotten a bad rap. And one of the issues that we see with, and, and, and feel with some of these other neighborhoods is that we do a really good job of building that up, building them up, but we do also an amazing job of kicking out everybody who lived there forever. And then we just shuffle the problems from neighborhood yeah. to neighborhood. So when you bring up Slavic Village to folks, you either have one or two, remember, like, uh, memories about memories. them, right? It's either that neighborhood used to be so great or, oh my God, I'm not going over there. I'll get shot, murdered, killed, raped, beaten, robbed, all of the things, right? Wait, so, I, am I going to be okay? You're totally fine. We have butcher knives. No. You're fine. But also, too, <laughs> I'll be like, okay. It's... You're, you're, you're fragile. So, so you, think, you, do you think about back when you got out of college, uh, Tremont. Nobody went into Tremont after yeah. five o'clock. You were afraid you were going to get stabbed, it's true. right? Tremont and now, has this weird kind of aura around it where back then, Tremont was basically like five blocks, and outside of that, everyone might as well consider that Beirut. Right, right. It was, it was really, really <laughs> right. Beirut, it's, it's, it's Which also, true. by the way, I'm half Lebanese, um, so just watching the Beirut. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just right. mad. I'm just let's joking. Take a break, <laughs> a, let's take a break because I had another bit on Beirut. That, I think, <laughs> I, I think four fifth of us would have loved. <laughs> But uh, some sensitive parts. Some of this sensitive parts. Um, no, but absolutely. Like Tremont used to be there, like, like a circle of safety right. around it. And, it. and once you got out of that area, you're like, eh, whatever. Right. It's not like that anymore. And it's not. And it takes people like if there wasn't people like 
Michael Simon and Heather Havland exactly. who were willing yes. to take a risk on a neighborhood. One of the things that we have to remember is, is that like the people that live here, not every single person is bad. Not every single person that lives in Ohio City is bad or the Tremonts or all these things. They are a product of their environment and are, are, are trying to struggle and be able to push away just that same negativity yeah. that you're yeah. trying to do, right? So when every business and every person bails on them, then they're left with a home that they own that they can't sell. Then they're left in a situation that they can't do anything about. And until somebody says, you know what, hey, these people deserve to live in their homes. They deserve to have amenities like a butcher shop or a bakery or even a freaking grocery store somewhere that you could get food that doesn't suck. Then we have to say, okay, let's stop putting up $550,000 townhomes yeah. with 10-year tax abatements when the people that have lived there their entire life are going to absorb that tax abatement, and then they are like the tax pushed out of their home. Got to stop. They got to stop. They, they got to stop. stop. It's so bad. It's, it's ridiculous. been going on so long that the tax deficit is. Who actually pays fucking tax yeah, anymore? Exactly. <laughs> I bought a house up the street from Slavic Village Development has like an offshoot called Slavic Village Recovery. So they take homes that are in, like they have good bones, mm -hmm. you know, and they gut them and they typically put a new roof, new windows, okay. um, they refurb it. So it's a little bit more modern, like new electrical, new plumbing, stuff like that. Like it's not super fancy, but it's like move in ready. Yeah. Like it's your house is ready to roll. Well, the stuff and like, like the things you just mentioned don't have to be fancy. They no, have to be no, workable. they have to be yeah. workable. And like, that's not cosmetic okay, stuff. We'll, we'll talk about how I'm from Southern California. I never thought I'd actually be able to buy a house, let alone own <laughs> yeah, a business right, yeah. and buy a house. Like yeah. that's insanity, right? Because an apartment in Southern California is $750,000 for a one bedroom. Yeah, yeah. for a weekend. For a core bar. Um, <laughs> cardboard you know, box in and an alley. Also, you know, like that's what I thought. Like I'd buy a cardboard box and live in an alley for the rest of my life. So I have a house that has like I would it says three bedrooms, but it's like two and a half. There's one and a half bathrooms. Like there's a huge basement. There's a living room. There's a porch. There's a backyard, and there's a garage. Like it's mind blowing to me. But they're doing this because they want people to have affordable housing. And so yeah. I ended up getting a tax abatement a year after I moved in. And like. Yeah, that's really awesome for me financially, but the thing that terrifies me is I think about Cleveland sure. schools. Like yeah. my biggest beef about like our society in general, besides our constant fascination with our gadgets and looking at social media and thinking about what Susie and Jane are doing their whole lives instead of like living our own. Oh shit, I just got a text. <laughs> is like I just got a tweet. That I'm live tweeting this. Health now. and education are not taken seriously enough and I'm totally gonna just rabbit hole way the fuck away from everything Fire that we're talking no, that's about. What we but, do. Like, if, you, if you're not educating the youth and like allowing people to learn to read and write and do arithmetic and like understand their culture's history, their country's history, and like all these things that are super important, we're just gonna see society continue to like Degrade. go into the crapper. Yeah. And then we're also not teaching people about health because like eating food that is good for your body is important and good food shouldn't be cheap, but also cheap food shouldn't be so accessibly available. Like it's so fucked up That's, to me. And then not having healthcare. Yeah. Like, Okay, cool. We own a small business, and like, yeah, like we're gonna do what we have to do to like get a little bit of assistance to have some like medical health care, like so that we can go do the things that we need to do and be like mid to late thirty-year-old women. Like, it's important to take care of your body because if you don't take care of your body, you can't take care of your mental health. Agreed. You can't take care of your community, your emotions, like all of that stuff. It's super, super important. So, 
yeah, like I'm stoked that I have a tax abatement for 15 years because it's financially helpful for me, but I feel like I'm fucking my community because it's, the schools in this neighborhood, yeah, like they need some love like everywhere. Like we found out yesterday from a friend of ours who's really good friends with a librarian. She's a children's librarian in this neighborhood. Her budget for fucking programming for an entire year is $375. Are you fucking kidding me? Like she can't even buy enough glue sticks for every kid that she sees. And that's that's kids like toddlers all the way up to teenagers. Like what the fuck? Like what are we doing? What are we doing? No, 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 no. Sorry. No, 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 no. Like, those are the people that should get tax abatements, right? Like, people, like, not the people that are buying $500,000 fucking condominiums. You said I'm sorry, and you shouldn't be. A lot of things we were kind of talking about that we were kind of alluded to is why you picked this location is why you picked this location. And a lot of things you talked about was we picked the location because we like it, and we think that locations like this don't have amenities. They deserve a chance. They deserve a chance. Whether you believe it or not, this is an amenity. It very much is. Yeah. Um, I don't think you're gouging the community. I don't think you should feel bad about being in the And I don't think you're gouging anyone in the community at no, all. No, we're totally not. But it's just, it's so frustrating to me to think about, like, I don't know. It's like the world of haves and have-nots. And Agreed. Like, there's, there is no more middle class, and that's dying, and that's really fucking whack and like I could blow up about our government but I'm going to try not to. Instead I'm going to flip it to something that I can talk about positively that we do in this neighborhood. So um, every June there's a farmer's market in Slavic Village that kicks off the second Monday in June and we are part of something called the Village Feast. So it is a community meal meant for our neighbors and Slavic Village, North Broadway, anyone that lives in this general area to come meet their neighbors and to kick off the farmer's Mm -hmm. market. So this is a 100% like donation and grant based event and last year we feed we fed 500 people so we close off 54th which is right next to our shop down like two or three driveways and we set up these long huge tables and like we ask people in the community to help us so there's two halfway houses that we work with that are a bunch of gentlemen that are like trying to get their lives together and like they should be part of this so they come and they help us set up and they help us break down and, and they, they also sit get down fed. To eat. like they sit down like you're part of our community like you deserve to sit and have this family style meal with Everybody else that frickin' lives here, and, like, the whole idea is to get people out of their houses, to talk to each other, to engage, and to, like... Share a meal. It's yeah, communal. just, like, enjoy. It's, like, it's, we a, all it's eat. a giant family meal for yeah. all intents and purposes. So, P.S., I'm just gonna plug this shit hard now. No, all you podcasters, please do. Please do. Like, you can email us at uh, iheartswine at saucysoundcleveland.com. You can call our shop, 216-303-9067. Like, we're taking donations. Like, you have five bucks, you have 50 bucks, you have $100, whatever. Like, if you have a business and you want to be a donor and sponsor this thing, cool, we'll put you on publications. But, like, this is super important to us because the whole idea is that her and I hope with the other community partners that we have, Joe Linsky and Lynn Rodman and Russell Welker, to, like, literally shut down Fleet Avenue and have it be, like, a fucking festival where we're feeding everyone in the neighborhood and, like, there's more activities. Like, last year we added hula hoops for the kids and like the parking lot behind us and like we're gonna add sidewalk chalk and we have three young boys that live in the neighborhood who chipped their allowance together and they bought a snow cone machine and so we buy the snow cone syrup and then give them ice from our ice machine and they hand out free snow cones at this event like the i mean it's just fucking boy scouts yeah they're like the sweetest (laughs) boys ever so i'm 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 pretty sure he and i are on the same page we're just looking to us so we want to love all that that's fucking amazing we want to if we can obviously we're not huge t 
team up. We want to yeah. help with this for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. We got our live event next week. We'll raise money for it. Uh, amazing. We'll raise money for that. Uh, we'll rad. promote it. We will, I think our company may even do something with that. We'll, just, we'll obviously talk offline to see what we can do to kind of help out with that. I think that's fucking amazing. I really do. You speak very passionately about it, and I, I know it's important to you. I know we just met you. That kind of means it's important to us, though. I, I mean, we we love the, the, the Cleveland stuff and the community stuff, and I think that's something that we we want to get involved in. He and I didn't get involved in podcasts because we thought we were going to get rich. And uh, to be fair, we thought we would. We, we're not <laughs> No, it's, it's not panning out. It's so on to plan B. It's been a year. We're literally like 800 hours in the hole. Right. Uh, but I think this is a really good thing that we can kind of throw this at. Even if we get a couple people, but whatever, it's like, I, you, I think that'd be really helpful and we want to help. outside this neighborhood that just want to come volunteer for the day yeah. and, like, and hang we can out. get that. Like, and we awesome, can get that. You know? We want to like, help with that. I mean, the important thing is, is that like, we want to change the narrative of this neighborhood, right? So going back to the, the Tremont and all that stuff, like the narrative of this neighborhood is that yes, bad things happen. Bad things happen in every damn neighborhood, right? Sure. But there's development dollars in some of these other neighborhoods. So it doesn't make the news. But here, what you have are people of all different walks of life, ages, races, that are fighting for their neighborhood. I mean, for God's sakes, a woman in this neighborhood brought us a ficus for Christmas two years ago? Yeah. Yeah. Two years ago with this massive red bow on it. And it was just like a, thank you for being part of our neighborhood. Like she bought it at the freaking community plant sale at Washington Park, like literally across the highway on Fleet Avenue. I'm just going to say that they poured out the rest of the bourbon and didn't even offer me any. I'm just I saying. Just, I I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Oh, look at that. All of a sudden there's bourbon in my cup. But... <laughs> Worked out brilliantly. Well, you yeah. dropped the ball on that. <laughs> yeah, it looks like I'm you're a nonprofit you. work for you. <laughs> yeah, the nonprofit to give her bourbon worked out. Here, we got some jerky here. Oh, look at that big old piece of jerky for you. That's like a side of a. No, this is a hawk. small alligator. I'm going to eat it. Right. Eat Do it. it. Do, Do it. it. But the, those are the people that we are we're passionate about representing, right? Because. The, there is no reason for you to be afraid to come to this neighborhood. There's no reason for you. We're, we live in a metro city. You should be cautious and paying attention to your surroundings at all situations, it's no matter so where true. you're at. Yeah. Downtown, I've Ohio really City. I've never heard like, anyone say, oh, dude, don't go to Slavic Village. No never. Never. Really? Well, I'm never. Never. Good. That's awesome. That's Good. awesome. No, really. Because no there are people. That. We are changing the narrative. There are people. And it seems to oh be, God, you girls, know. Where do I park? <laughs> is it okay if I come at noon on Saturday? Uh, yeah, we open at 11 and we'll be here till 7, yeah. so, you know. You know. It's not Beirut. Tons of parking. It's not. Yeah. It's not Beirut. <laughs> There's tons of free parking. Also, like, you don't have to freak yeah, out. I'm pretty sure I parked for park. free. Did I park for free? Yeah. Yeah, you parked for free. Yeah. Fucking A. Fucking A. But the most important part about it is, is that, like, this is a neighborhood that we felt like we fit in. And we felt like that would be open to us being here. I remember, um what article I read it in, and I actually feel bad for not citing these articles, but... Oh my god, you're so Boys Life. Well, it's kind of of dickish for me to, like, research all these things and not cite them, right? But anyhow, I remember... I think it was you, Melissa. Have a hundred. That it said, um... Hey, look, we we chose this area because we believe that this is an up-and-coming area. Totally. How how have you seen it change since you've been here? Great question. There's been a ton of change, I mean, since we've opened, so... 
back to that like uh, foreclosure crisis. When we came in, we were the first new business in 15 years that Holy wasn't shit. like a Metro PCS really? daycare, fly by the seat, you know, wow. fly by the night business. And so we just celebrated uh, March 16th. We celebrated two years since we've been open, which is and why we we're drink drinking this beautiful bourbon that you guys brought us. Um, and since we've opened, uh, Brittany's record shop opened up on 65th and Fleet. Um, now she moved her business from uh, Hingetown to over here. She lived in the neighborhood, is from this neighborhood, and wanted to bring her na- her business to this neighborhood. Um, Daisy's Ice Cream, which is an institution in this neighborhood, has been here for like 40 years. Ray and Daisy just wanted to retire, right? You know, and they were nervous about somebody buying it. Um, last season was purchased by uh, Walter Hyde, and he has this will be his second season. So he's opening up uh, weekends come April, and he'll be open full go um, in May. And so Daisy's Ice Cream is backing up and running. Um, And then on the opposite side of us, um, Indoor Gardens, which is like a hydroponic, uh, like, growing store. Uh, So on the other side of us uh, from the funeral home. And then since that has happened, you know, there's been a lot of people asking and and poking and prodding. Um, I think Tom, Dick, and Harry's checking it out, sniffing around. Where's the building I can buy? What's going on? Right on. But some of them don't have the right mentality behind it. They just want to pick up a building cheap because they think this is about to break and they want to know that they can then, you know, make a buck off of it. I think the situation that we're in now is that who comes first? Do home buyers or businesses come first? Businesses want to know that there's more population here. Traditionally, businesses do. Right. And so the city and SVD, uh, Slava Village Development, have done an amazing job of cleaning up the abandoned houses. There's still a ton more work to do, and it doesn't happen overnight. And that's what, you know, it the neighborhood didn't deplete overnight. It's not going to fix itself right. overnight, right? So as we all know, that any politician or any political navigation takes a minute to get through, especially when you're going through foreclosures and trying to track down the stupid LLCs that people shifted a house through to make sure that they could keep it or whatever shady shit they did. So they've done a really good job of like cleaning up the houses and, and getting them torn down and trying to button them up. And there's more work to be done. There's a ton more work to be done. But, but it's so amazing because it's like last year they got under a thousand homes, like vacant properties foreclosed on, whatever, either torn down or taken care of, like buttoned yeah. up, like figured out. So that's freaking amazing. Like. Yeah. I remind you that Slavic Village is only about four and a half square miles. So yeah, a thousand homes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Think about that for a minute, that they got the number under a thousand homes in four and a half square miles. Think about how many homes that was that was vacant or foreclosed on or, you know, falling Just down. Straight up abandoned. So how close to here did you grow up? Uh, where did you actually? So I grew up in like the burbs of Cleveland um, yeah. in like Medina Hinkley area. Okay. Okay. Um, but... I spent a lot of time sure. going to the West yeah. Side Market. Um, one of the few Lebanese church, you know, where Beirut is, um, is <laughs> just, down, just south of here. Just yeah. south of here. Uh, <laughs> one of the few uh, churches is in downtown on okay. Carnegie, um, St. Mary's. I was baptized there, so we would okay. go downtown a lot. Um, I went to Aladdin's Bakery. You know, like I spent a lot of my childhood in Cleveland, um, and I do remember coming to small areas like this to get pierogies because my mom was American and like we would eat my you know whatever we ate a ton of different stuff so these neighborhoods have come up and gone 10 different ways from you know what they used to be that that's kind of the crazy thing about it is that some have it's, it's weird seeing that the ones that have kind of developed redeveloped reborn completely just retooled themselves and some that haven't at all yeah that's kind of I don't know it, it, it's nuts to kind of see that because some of these things just weren't around 
15, 20 years ago. Not they at all. weren't. And I, I love that. I really do. Like Slavic Village was not something that anyone even knew about if it even existed five years ago when I was in college. <laughs> it's and that's the funny thing about Slavic Village is like you either know about it or you don't. I very much agree. And right? there's a strong connection to yes. it. Like I love it being an outsider like to the whole shebang because people are like, you know, they start telling me about like Grandma Betty that lived on 52nd, had this house, and like they knew growing up there, like she always had these beautiful tulips, and then she would walk them down the streets of this place. What was that place called? Everybody talks about the duck. Oh gosh. It was like a pub, it was like a bar, and this guy owned it and ran it, and you could get these like duck and pierogi dinners that were like unspeakably wonderful. And like, I mean, the man is long gone and the place is gone, but like, I love hearing those stories. Flood rockers? (laughs) Definitely not flood rockers. I think you're. I think you're thinking of like brown derby, maybe. <laughs> brown derby's not oh, that classy. She's going through this beautiful memory, and you go, "Fud Ruckers." But it's not my own. I'm I trying find. to get on board. Fud Ruckers was a beautiful memory for him. That foot long hot dog that he. Oh, never mind. Does. I'm sorry. No, no, that, I, no. I agree. That was bad. No, it's funny. You mean hula hands? <laughs> Do you have enough flare on for that? I have 15 flare, the max minimum flare. The minimum flare. The, the minimum, <laughs> minimum required pieces. Uh, I love no, that you guys actually. I love how you're I love, I love the pack. slapping your lips. This you want to get on my team? <laughs> no. I uh, I really love the way that you guys speak about the area that you guys are working. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. How much you want the area to improve? Not that it, not that it needs improvement. It's not a bad area. No, I just you, want to see it you grow. want more. You want more. Passion. We want more. I mean, more. we want a bakery. Like we, we currently drive, and we love driving to Gentiles because they make beautiful bread for us for our sandwiches. But like, we're driving to freaking Broadview in Parma to get bread. Like, how cool would it be if like we Hell yeah. walk down the effing street yeah. and like get the bread from? Yes. And you can like. Customer come in, go. Hey, where'd you get this bread? Right fucking there. See that corner of that building yeah, right there? Yeah, yeah. That gray building. That's where I got it. Yeah, I mean, totally. that would that be, be so cool. I don't, I don't, and like I don't a coffee shop, that's that's a place happen. for us to I be really like, don't. hey, oh, you want a cup of coffee? Sorry, we don't do that here. It's a butcher shop. We make a sandwich, a salad, a soup. Do like, we, I don't think it's far fetched because of what you what you two have done. Two blocks. We hope because of what you two have done. I don't think that's far fetched. I think you've kind of set a trend where you can actually put bakeries in in certain areas, and you're gonna trade off customers like like right. what you said and this is something that i think is very rare if someone comes in and says oh i kind of want this and your response was you know who makes it really good that this place yeah i mean no one wants to drive business away but you're like you're more concerned about the customer not right the almighty dollar you want to make sure that you're building your community right and so whether you're spending our dollar your dollar in our store or you're spending it down the street you're still building a community you're supporting each other you're collaborating you're we, we don't do everything. We don't know how to do everything, right? And if we did, we'd be fucking millionaires because we knew how to do everything. Or we'd be insane. Or we'd be insane. You're not far from the insane, but please keep going. <laughs> <laughs> so if you support each other and you're you're pushing for people to collaborate and, and, and helping promote each other and respecting what each person does, then you are building a community whether you realize it or not. Do you do you feel like you're the genesis of it in this community community? And I'm not asking you to put big right, 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 right. I'm not asking you to put the weight of Lord Jesus. I'm not asking you to put the weight of the world on your shoulders. But like when I read that article What's with your God complex? (laughs) Your position literally was if if they presented it correctly, was like, look we want to come in because nobody's coming in 
we feel like this is an opportunity to do something great in a neighborhood that has um, the opportunity to to really rebound. I mean, do you kind of do you kind of feel like was there anything here besides you at the time? I guess is what I'm really getting. Or at, at this there point, are... do you even feel do you feel a responsibility? Yeah. Well. I think we felt a responsibility before and responsible in the fact that we wanted to find a community that we could get involved in and get behind and like be part of and like immerse ourselves in. So I'm pretty sure if Melissa didn't already own a home in Cleveland, she would have bought a home in this neighborhood. So, you know, she's still in the city of Cleveland. So, you know, but there are businesses that have been here for a really long time. Like there's the Red Chimney. That's like a family restaurant. That's a three meal. You know, you can still go get like a freaking breakfast for like four dollars between 5 a.m. and 11 a.m. You know, and it's a it's a Which Greek family, great. and like you know, <laughs> greasy spoon diner. Who doesn't love that? You know, and they Peach they get really dope pies. What's that place called? Uh, Mama, Mama Joe's pies. Oh my god, they have pie from there. Holy so it's like shit. if you go there for no other reason than to eat freaking pie, like you're doing yourself a huge service. And then there's Sophie who has seven roses, and she's an older Polish woman that we have donned like the Polish version of red. Like, okay. no, she, that's like, no. like, we were like fucking terrified. Like, if she didn't like take us in, that we would probably get like blown out by like the Kilbasi Mafia or something. So, she sent all of her like henchmen that's a total joke people that work for her, friends of hers, down here to see what the hell we were doing when we first opened. And they'd ask for kielbasa and pierogi and like the things that she sells there and like traditional Polish products, things that are imported and things that she makes. I mean, that woman makes the best fucking pachki and the best goddamn potato pancakes oh, you could ever want to fucking eat in your life. So she does like a buffet lunch. If you show up after the buffet's over, like she will literally make you fresh potato pancakes. Like she's no joke. Fucking get down here, people. But the first time we met her was like at a meeting for like business owners, like stakeholders essentially in the neighborhood. And like, she'd already put out the spread. We were kind of late because we'd done like deliveries or something that day. And she immediately went back to the kitchen, made us a giant platter of food. It's like, how do you say no to a grandmother that cooked you her food? Like you, you don't. can't say no. You, you say, don't. you say, may I have some more please? Yeah. And you shovel that shit in your face as fast as possible. Enjoy it. Use a napkin try not to spit anywhere. But so there's other people here that have businesses that have been here through the ups and the downs and all of the things. But you know, it's supporting them and like supporting where we're at and like trying to grow the streets some more and have other neighborhood amenities. I think that's great. And the way you describe it too, as far as uh, red from orange, like <laughs> outside of red and Pusey, those are the two best characters. Best totally. characters. Totally. And and with red, it's the way like she actually ran the prison, ran it like I thought this would be right on the neighborhood too. Yeah. So that that that's just the best way to actually describe that. And she's an amazing woman. Yeah. I mean, and she will take her shirt off right there if you like. All right, let's okay, go now. Well, let's where go right are we now, going? Right? Yeah. Can we? Is that is it open? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Serve a buffet. Closed right oh, now. Okay. Okay. What time but are we open? She finally came down here and like donned us. Like she showed up with flowers. She donned you. I yeah. love yeah, that. Like, I love that. that. She was doing something. Maybe restaurant deliveries. Maybe going to pick something up. I don't know. But she showed up and that. The shop was really like kind of calm and quiet. It was like a Friday. It was kind of the in-between after lunch rush before people get off of work. And I walked her around and like showed her the things in the freezer and talked about the lard because she does a ton of baking. And so she was really pumped about that. She got some of that. She tried the tasso ham, which is a southern spiced ham that's smoked. So we make it out of the pork loin. It's rubbed and then smoked with applewood. And she like loved that. She bought like a pound of that slice and a bunch of other stuff. And then she made cookies that week with the lard. And then literally like... The next week when we opened on Thursday, someone was here at 11 a.m. to get her more tasso. That's awesome. So is that, I mean, 
kind of having those interactions. I mean, is there kind of anything really better than that? No, there's not. It's awesome. For, for what you do. Totally awesome. I mean, and is there anything like, better than people in the community no, like, responding to what you're doing and, and kind of understanding, accepting, and kind of embracing the stuff that you do? Absolutely. And I, I would say second best to that would be somebody that doesn't live in this community coming in and being like, oh, this is a great neighborhood. Yeah. I think that would be second best for us. Which totally. honestly, that, that's, and I'm not just saying this, like in the last two, three weeks since we've been talking to you guys online to try to uh, come in here and interview you, it's something that we've been talking to a lot of our friends and family a lot, and it's turned a lot of them on about it. I, I, and not to, I don't know, make it like a like a, a weird. A lot of them were kind of like lady butchers. You know, it, it's something they're like, oh my god, really? And you know, I'm not trying to endorse. You know, the I think the way that a lot of people felt about that because they're not used to that. But I think it's kind of good, truthfully. And uh, they're they're turned on by it. They they want to come check you guys out. I've had a couple pieces of the jerky, and I'm pretty much never <laughs> going to eat meat. Okay, more than a couple. I had a pig's worth. Of, <laughs> He's going to get the meat. But I've never. I'm, I don't. I definitely got to come here and try the other stuff for sure. It's just it's you guys are amazing hosts. Thank you. So fifty three twenty four Fleet Avenue, Cleveland four four one zero five. Right? Yep. You're open Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and you have a Sunday brunch. Once a month. Once a month. Brunch once a month. We pair up with like friends of ours in the industry. So we've had Porco here, Spotted Owl, LBM. Okay. So we pull oh. temporary liquor permits and they Temporary come in permits. and oh, right on. Do, do the booze. We've had Terrestrial here. Um, so Love Terrestrial. Love LBM. Yes. Huge fan of LBM. That's Better. awesome. Been here for two years. Just hit your second anniversary. We drank all your bourbons. Yep. Sorry, it's technically ours. No, we. It was a fucking it was a gift. Dude, when it's I a have gift. the receipt. I bought it. When it's a gift, it's no longer yours. Agree or disagree? It's a hospitality thing, though. You bring someone a bottle, you open it. Like I at the end of the day, you're in college, and like that was a deal. You showed up somewhere, you brought a bottle. That's true. Typically, Fair someone enough. opened a the bottle, truth. and then even better is when they open. The a truth is, when we record, where we usually record, we get everybody drunk anyway. <laughs> So we kind of owed you. And one day, you guys will come down yeah. to the studio. You will have all the beer and the whiskey. on studio. Oh, fine. Hey. Basement, murder <laughs> room, whatever. <laughs> there's, uh, But there's a lot more to talk about. Things so that much. we didn't get to. I, 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 I'm bummed that we didn't talk more about your start of Sacion and through the farmer market and how like that all became what it is today. Andrew Zimmer and there's a lot to talk about still and I'm pretty stoked that we're going to get together again because yeah, I think sure. I think it's I, I, it's cool shit when well, I also think you I also think the other thing is about you too is that the uh, even though you've got a lot of exposure a lot of exposure you really have and I think it's great we're really happy proud of you guys that you are still willing to talk to people just in the area because you want to promote the area, you want to promote the city, you want to promote, it's not even just a business, you want to promote anyone that's willing to promote the area. Absolutely. And that's what we want to do and that's why we're, we're psyched that we were able to do this and really psyched that we're able to do it again soon. Well, we enjoyed having you guys. Yeah, thank sure. you for coming. Anything, I, I'm sorry dudes, both of them were taken too. Oh yeah, and uh, compliments I mean, to Patrick uh, and I. Yeah, you what? guys are super fun. It's just funny. And also hilarious, folks. Four people, three microphones. Oh.
I know. Fucking No, but it's like we all have technical difficulties. I said it earlier. If you don't anticipate that every day is going to be a shit show, you're not fucking doing it right. Yeah. So it's figuring out how to deal with the shit show. So they're like Lady in the Tramp in it over there with that one mic. Yeah. It's God, like super. I don't know if I want to do this again unless there's only three mics. Yeah. Well, we'll next time, two mics. <laughs> well, all Lady in the Tramp in. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, again, thank you so much for having us. Thanks for meeting with us. It was amazing talking to you, and we're excited to do it again soon. Awesome. Thank anything, you guys so Anything much you want to plug or plug? promote or yeah. have anything you know, coming so we up? We have lunch every day that, you're, that you, we're open to. Okay. So we do, like, uh, hot food. So sometimes sandwich, tacos, nachos kind of changes up. Basically, it's kind of what we want to eat that week, really. So okay. <laughs> pretty well known for our Cuban sandwich. Uh, we always have a salad. We always have a soup. Um, and we try to make things, uh, right now we are doing Lent specials, so a Friday you can get things that are vegetarian based, um, you know, so something that's, and we're pretty seasonal about that as well. That's awesome. All right, ma'am. That's Thanks all a lot. Got. Thank you, ladies. Thank, Thank you, you very much. much. Hashtag love your farmer. And <laughs> swine and... Hashtag I heart swine. Hashtag people. Butchers, hashtag, hashtag love, love your community. Yes. Be a nice person. And don't, don't be a dick. dick. We don't be a dick, you we fucking We will definitely dicks. tag these guys where you're going to see posts immediately tonight. Uh, come in here and buy some t-shirts because I'm about to. Oh, yeah. Can we, can we buy those? We're tonight. definitely going to buy yeah. those tonight. Yeah. All right. We're going to spend some money. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. We need to Terrible way to end. Terrible way to end. Are you still going? <laughs> <laughs>